do you use Linux? No. Nope. No. I don't know what it is. Oh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> don't know what it is. I've used it before, but I don't. No. 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 I don't use it. Are you sure about that? Well, look. Let me just run some names past you. There are a few companies that use Linux to power their servers. See if you recognize any of them. How about Amazon and uh, Facebook? Uh, there's Twitter. Any bells? eBay. Oh, and Google. Do you use any of them at all? Oh, it's computer. Oh, Linux. Yes. Well, okay then. But we're not done. Linux isn't just for web servers running Apache. It is everywhere. Okay. Um, you will find Linuxes in cash machines. Andrew Smith from the Open University. CCTV systems, web servers, large servers on your mobile phone. Most of the supercomputers, cluster systems in the internet cloud, meteorology systems, search for extraterrestrial intelligence, and a lot of scientists are using large arrays of computers with Linux to crunch large-scale sets of scientific data. Linux is open source and free, making it as adaptable as it is ubiquitous. Let's pick a user out of the hat. And our first case study is big business and the world of finance. We're standing outside the stock exchange in the middle of the city of London. Famously, the stock exchange recently ripped out a system that Accenture and Microsoft did and replaced it with a Linux system, actually for trade booking, because it was much, much faster and much more reliable. Chris Kent develops Linux-based software for investment banks and hedge funds. Stability and security is the main things. You know, without those, there's no way they could use Linux. The openness of the software arguably makes it more secure because more people can audit it, more people can look for bugs, more people can look for security holes. On top of that, every firm I think I've ever worked for has run Linux in some capacity. And these companies aren't in the business of software. They just want software that works. It's very well supported. If most big firms wouldn't consider you know, rolling their own version of Linux, you, you would simply buy in a 365 days a year, 24-hour-a-day support contract. So if anything goes wrong, you phone them up and they come and fix it. So Linux also offers that. We're a small firm. We run Fedora. You can just install it and off you go. And for us, that's, that's, you know, really important. Good old banks. Okay, let's pull another Linux user out of the hat. The developing world. There are charities in the United Kingdom that recycle computers and will send them to developing nations. Andrew Smith. One of the things that has made Linux very, very popular is its much lower footprint on computer hardware, which means that you don't need to have the latest, whizziest PC. So computers that have gone out of date now can be reused and refreshed using Linux. This has proved very popular in developing nations. Canonical, who is owned by Mark Shuttleworth, the first space tourist, developed a product called Ubuntu based on Linux. Canonical recognises as an important egalitarian opportunity to improve and standardise Linux in a way that could be installed on hardware with a much lower footprint in an easy-to-use and easy-to-access way. One Laptop Per Child is a non-profit organization set up to oversee the creation of an affordable computer for the developing world. 
Linux Fedora is the operating system of choice, as project founder Nicholas Negroponte explains. We've chosen free and open software because it's better and because it means that the children can actually participate in making the software even better over time. We believe completely in community-developed software as well as content. Linux works as well for the poorest people in the world as it does for the richest, the bankers. But what about the smartest people on Earth? Let's pick another random user out of the hat. It's called the Large Hadron Collider. CERN's basically drilling into understanding the fundamental nature of the universe. Well, what do you know? It's CERN. The experiments have in them farms of 1,000 to 2,000 Linux machines. Tim Bell is Operating Systems and Information Services Group Leader in the IT department at CERN. Like um, 80 megapixel cameras, and they take pictures of the collisions, except they take them around 40 million times a second. So this produces a huge stream of data, about a petabyte a second, from the detector. There are multiple 10 gigabit fiber links to other sites and 200,000 machines that then analyze the data and send the results back for the physicists to look at. Embedded in the experiments, there is somewhere around four to 5,000 machines. They run Scientific Linux, which is a, uh, a distribution that we build in collaboration with the Fermilab, which is a hydrophysics center in Chicago. So for us, Linux provided this very good combination of something that you could run stably in production. It doesn't crash uh, very often at all. But also, people were coming along excited for the chance to, to be programming in this environment. It's a, it's a very exciting programming environment. Linux runs on everything from your workaday wireless router to CERN's most powerful supercomputers. Apache, the wide world's web server of choice, is Linux-based, as is your Android smartphone and probably your local cache machine. In fact, I bet there's a version of Linux running somewhere near you right now. The Open University. For more information, go to www.open.edu forward slash iTunes U.